You're listening to the It's Going to Get Better podcast. Hosted by Fran and Mari. We're a mom and daughter duo inviting you to join us as we talk about the surprising twists and turns we all experience in life. And the hope that helps us navigate them. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. So here we are. We're, we're talking about, this is part two of our segment on caregiving. And last time we talked about uh, the dynamics of it, um, who I who I am, who Mari um, is in this whole scenario of caregiving, um, what it means, um, you know, being flexible and all that. But today we want to talk about um, a number of, of other ancillary and practical, um, and practical things. things with regard to caregiving. We want to talk about safety, safety plans. Um, one of the things that, um, as, a, as a household, we've begun talking about, certainly since the pandemic, mm-hmm. and certainly since we saw the world stop, is the fact that we had to have in place, we had to have certain conversations about what it would mean if certain things happened and how we would respond to them, such as the not too long ago, we got a warning that our tornadoes were in our area. Now, that would normally mean for us as a family, we go to the animals uh, room of our home and we roost. Well, that's different for us now because number one, Mari's in a, a chair. She's in a, a motorized chair. Number two, there's only two of us. So wherein I would rely on Candace to do certain things and to take a certain position, I now have to put in place other, uh, other remedies mm-hmm. because the variables are different. So I got to know that I can get Mari into a certain place and then I can roost in that same place with her. I have to know that we have in our, in our caregiving situation, we require a ramp. Mm-hmm. We, we live, you know, we, we are, we don't have to navigate a bunch of stairs, but we do have to navigate stoops. And we require a patient lift. And we too. require a Hoya lift. A Hoya lift. We require that you don't just... You know, I don't slide Mari out of the bed on a uh, a sliding board. I use a Hoya lift. Um, I had to learn how to use one. I had to learn, I thank God for some wisdom and some other hands that helped me put something in place using a furniture slider. Mm-hmm. Under the wheels, locking them in place means I can move the Hoya lift very easily. On carpet. Much yeah. more easily on carpet. Um, little things like that. Uh, I had to understand that um, if we have a power outage or if we're anticipating a power outage, her bed's electric. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a um, a hospital bed that kind of gives me more uh, freedom and mobility because I'm not yet able to sit up on my own from a lying down position. So the bed, that also was life changing for me to be able to, I didn't want one of those either, actually. <laughs> it would go, go again, right? Didn't. And when mom uh, had one because of what happened with her lung, we just switched. The caregivers recommended. The caregivers we had, they recommended. Like, really, you know, your mom's doing okay to be in the regular bed. You really ought to try out that one. I think it'll make your life better. And they were right. But anyway, so I've gotten electric, you know, hospital. Right. So power goes out. So we had to look into alternative power sources. We had to look into uh, battery uh, charges. We had to. We had to have conversations mm-hmm. with our close friends. Um, we had and with each other. Like, we, yeah, what, we had. See, in what's our, the plan? In our family, we had code words. 
we would we would have a word that if if you ever were in a situation and you made a phone call to one of the other of us and you use a certain word, we know that you were in. It was a circumstance Mm -hmm. that required immediate assistance and to call the authorities. So we had protocols in place. Of course, just recently, back in October, we had to call 911 Mm -hmm. um, because of of what happened with Gandhi. And so there are a lot of things which require you have to think about how your house, Mm -hmm. your home, where, where you live. Your house, your apartment, your townhouse, your condo. How is set up? How is it set up? Is it is it accessibly friendly? Is it accessible friendly? Is it friendly to a person who's using any kind of assisted uh, mobility assistance? Think about think about the housing market right now. Mm -hmm. Think about if you had to quickly provide care for someone Mm -hmm. immediately, unexpected, where you lived. So give it some thought. Yeah, but if you're a caregiver, some practical steps um, with regard to safety plan. Put a safety plan in place. Yeah, make sure that you guys develop a sense of comfort with each other, so that they know. Because one thing, one of the things that happens with people who are immobile is they are very afraid of being of falling and being dropped. Mm-hmm. So you have to help them get over that. You have to give them a sense of confidence that, okay, we're going to do this thing together. So you hold the remote. I pull this. You do that. We work together as a team to make it happen. Um, You know, we're not too different, too much different in our sizes. So it means that when it comes to certain things, I have to have the ability to be able to handle it. But I need Mari's intervention Mm -hmm. in it all the time. Um, When it comes to... uh, you know, meals. Yeah, things like that. Make, you know, also easy choices. Easy choices, but healthy choices. Because I realized that mom needed the requisite energy. So we have to be disciplined about like how we eat and what we eat. Because I don't need anything that's going to pump up inflammation and have me feeling bad. I don't either. And she doesn't either. And then at the same time, you know, sometimes we would respond, each of us, might respond to a situation by craving a certain food, which is cool, but we had to understand, okay, get to the root of why you're feeling that way because how you're eating so affects your life on a daily basis. You know, know, it's so cool that you should say that because it wasn't about what it was going to make us look like. We were not the least bit concerned about gaining or losing any weight. How am I going to feel? Yeah, we were concerned about how is this food going to make me feel and about eating enough. Yeah. Um, and when you're noticing it as a caregiver, make sure you eat enough, make sure you drink enough. Yeah. Make sure, and also make sure you have an outlet. Mm-hmm. Make sure, you know, I had a conversation. It's so funny because I find myself having conversations with my buddies um, and, and I'm asking them if they have hobbies and they don't have hobbies. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking them, and I'm telling them what I do, and I've, and I've got a 24-7 thing going on here, but I find out, and they're probably listening, <laughs> I've often asked them, a hobby. So Mari and I developed a couple of things that we do together, and we do things separate. And we have people that we talk to. We have friends. of We're, we're being able to have on a limited basis. Somebody can come and hang out, and if they're hanging out with Mari, it's one of her her buddies, well, it gives me a chance to go um, and just chill out for a minute. I don't leave. 
I got to be here in the house. And because when private things have to be done, then those things are done by mm-hmm. me. Um, we preserve each other's privacy. But I and, and then be okay with saying this is not a good time for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And 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 have a dialogue. Please communicate. You know, I had a, I have family members, and most of them are in heaven right now. But I had a a group of family members who had one sister who was dependent her entire life. And I remember how they took care of her. Mm -hmm. They set a schedule. They never left her without their care. Mm -hmm. So as far as I know, she was never anywhere but at home. Mm -hmm. And she lived to be very, very, very old, very much an an older adult. But they cared for her. Mm -hmm. They knew they had to. She was a part of their lives. And I imagine their parents probably had told them way back in the day, this is a sister. But they set up a schedule for caring Mm -hmm. for her. So set up a schedule. And I think you brought up another really important part of this conversation. And that is, you know, don't, there's no need to be a martyr. And if you need help, please reach out for it. And if you find that those who you thought would be most helpful to you aren't, you know, maybe other family members, you know, we're navigating the reduction of our family size. So it's always been the three of us. And then now it's just two of us. And so we're kind of like navigating that. But before, you know, we we relied on each other. And in mom's caregiving, you know, her and Katie worked as a team. Well, if you are like an individual caregiver and it's only you and the person you're caring for, you may need to kind of find some more resources. There might be resources available through your insurance right? where you can have somebody come to your home you know, several hours a day to give you time to recharge, regroup, or whatever you need to do. Um, But seek those resources because burnout is definitely- Oh, it's a real thing. Also, also, while you're seeking those resources for the additional care, also consider um, what, what skills you have. What skills do the person, especially if it's family, what skills do they have? Something that could lead to some type of a monetary contribution mm-hmm. that can help you hire. Yes. Because by the way, caregiving is a very expensive resource. Um, it is it is a very pricey situation yeah. to hire someone. And think about what they're doing. Think about the fact that you're hiring somebody to care for somebody you love like you would. What price would you put on yeah. that? And so, of course, it's going to cost a lot to get that kind of help. So if you're envisioning getting that kind of help, then also envision putting a plan in place so that you can do and, that. And that may be how those who maybe you have family members or, you know, in you guys' unit and they're not they're not good at. But they don't mind contributing. But they don't mind contributing. So and call some, on them. Yeah, call yeah. on them. And we're going to talk about that later this yeah, season. Yeah, ask about them. The stuff, you know, getting your family's things in order to make life better and easier. Yes, make it easier. But I think that that's that's important. You know, we're we are blessed in that I am in the position to do so many things, you know, to help manage our family life that make it easier for my mom to care for me. Right, because if Mari, if I had to manage everything that was going on in our lives and care for Mari. It could be possible. It. it would not be possible. No, not feasible. Because it, it physically it just wouldn't be possible mm-hmm. in any it would just it would wipe me out. Yeah. And I and I yeah. understood that and I wanted, you know, speaking to those who need the caregiving, you know, not that you 
Not that you would on purpose be difficult. Yeah, but, but don't, you don't just be difficult. don't make the don't extend grace to the person or the people caring for you, just as you want them to extend grace to you. And that's some one of the things that I often think about. You know, is that okay? I may want this or want to do this or think this should happen right now, but it's really not the most convenient thing for mom. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to put her first. Because as I think you mentioned it briefly, that when you're going through something, you know, a physical illness or, you know, a a traumatic event, any number of things, the temptation is to center everything on yourself. Very self-absorbed. The temptation, you feel like it should be. How could it not? Yeah. Well, how can you, how can you not give me this? Do you see what I cannot do? What I'm dealing with. See what's happened to me? And not understanding that you're going to drive that same person who's trying to care for you. How many times has it happened mm. that you're going to drive them to the point where they're not able to care for you anymore? Right. So it leaves everybody in dire straits. Yeah. And that's not necessary. It isn't. And, and I, think of an alternative. Be creative. Yeah. And what I found, you know, and through our own experiences, your challenges many times present the opportunity for internal growth to take place. And our challenges many times provide a real insight into areas where we need to grow. <laughs> and, you know, it's uncomfortable because you don't want to have to reckon with the parts of your self that need to grow, but you need to because it's going to make your life better. Right. And for me, um, one of those, one of the challenges I had was I made my caregivers lives more difficult because I, a, a lot of times I would not speak up on my own behalf. I would tell them about something. You know, I go to an appointment. I have ample opportunity to share something that's going exactly on or what I need. Yes. And I don't say anything. And then because they were giving me, trying to give me the space and respect not to speak for me or on my behalf because they didn't need to, they don't say anything. Then we get home and I'm like complaining or talking to them about what I wish would have happened. And it was very nerve-wracking and stressful and frustrating. And I had to come to the place of saying, okay, you got to get over whatever this thing is that makes you feel like you shouldn't speak up for yourself or advocate for yourself. You have to get over it. Because as upfront and forward as I am on some fronts, I'm just that laid back and not wanting to be on top of stuff on other fronts. And what you become, and, and for caregivers, yeah, advocate for the person you're caring for. Yes, when when they're on it, if they forget something, and I mean they may, <laughs> Candy would often try to shut me down. She <laughs> because she was advocating for herself, yes. and uh, I would pipe up every so often, and sometimes I'd have to because what I understood was what I was mentioning was not just affecting her. Mm-hmm. but it was also affecting us. Mm-hmm. So the us was a part of why I was mentioning things, mm-hmm. but the primary reason was her. Mm-hmm. And so if if it's going to come up, again, if it's going to save another trip to the emergency room, mm-hmm. if it's going to save another all-nighter, mention it. Yeah, You know, be, do it discreetly, do it maturely, do it con- with consideration, mm-hmm. but do it and make sure the doctors know that you and if you don't have the legal authority mm-hmm. in place behalf. to speak on behalf of someone that you're caring for, for, please get that. Then straight. you need to get it. You need to get that in place because Quickly. they're going to need an agent. You're going to need that because if you don't, 
you'll find yourself in a, you can find yourself in a predicament and mm-hmm. that doesn't need to happen. So it's important to realize. And I think what they would need is an advanced health director. director. Yeah, you would need. It's and called, gonna, here, here in the state of Georgia, it's called an advanced health care directive. And what it does is actually appoints a health care agent. It appoints a person who can speak for you when you can't speak for yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you're, you're, you're admitted to the hospital, it's an emergency. For some reason, you're in an accident. Mm-hmm. You're having that kind of consideration. That advanced healthcare directive is your voice. It gives them a kind of medical power of attorney, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. And it's a document that's recognized all over the place. In some states, they may still call it a living will. Mm-hmm. They may call it a, um, a medical directive. Mm-hmm. I forgot. There are a couple of terms terms from other places where it's called, but you need it. Mm-hmm. And make sure that that person have those conversations with them. Um, if you're caring for family and you're older, of course, Marge, my daughter, which means I'm older. Mm-hmm. That means we have to talk about what would happen if I wasn't available. Mm-hmm. Who, would, who would be responsible for certain things if I wasn't here to be responsible for those things? Who would partner with her? to see that her care was provided for. These are very real conversations and they're not conversations you have because you are doubtful and without hope. They're conversations you have because you love the person Mm -hmm. with whom you're caring, for whom you're caring, and you love the fact that they're going to be able to be cared for if for some reason you're not able to do that. It's, yeah, it's it's a very real um, thing. You know, the, the bottom line is that we have to have these conversations. We have to make these considerations. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to think through, okay, you know, do I have what do I have in place what's necessary to empower my mom to be able to do things on my behalf? It may mean things like, you know, a, a, sometimes a part of of dealing with these kinds of situations is you may end up having to give up some of your autonomy. Yeah, and that control that you're so accustomed to You having. may have yeah. to give it up. So recently- I added mom to all my bank accounts right. because we realized even though mom and candy, you know, would be my beneficiaries on everything. If something were to happen to me, they would have to get the proper paperwork to show that something happened. And I was thinking, well, I would want them to be able to access, you know, funds or information or whatever immediately. Yeah. And so deal- I added you to the yeah. account. For that reason. And, and vice versa. Yeah. So the the deal is this. It it uh it's we're living in some very interesting times. And you know, we're not here. This is not the doom and gloom podcast hour. So <laughs> you're not gonna hear a whole bunch of that. But I have to let but you're gonna hear about reality and practicality. And practicality. And practically speaking, I think what happened as a result of the of the COVID pandemic and, and the things surrounding it was a wake-up call to a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And we've got to think out of the box. We've got to think differently about how we thought before. More families are moving back in together. Mm-hmm. More people are living together. Um, us baby boomers, we're booming. I mean, you know, 70s is the new 50s. And we're living longer. We're working longer. We're doing a lot of things, but we're also having to deal with the stress of living in today's times. Mm -hmm. And that's taking its toll Mm -hmm. on a lot of people physically. And that might mean that parent, that grandparent may need some care 
from or that you, child or that child may need some care yeah. because adult know, child yeah. stuff happens. So I, I can't ex- express to you um, the importance of having those conversations. Uh, we're we're blessed that we have had the exposure, we have the experience, mm-hmm. and we ab- we actually know about these things. And so I think one we find it incumbent upon us to share what we know. Mm-hmm. So that advanced healthcare directive, that living will, whatever it's called in your state, is something you need to look into. Uh, it's something you need to make sure you have in place. You need to have appointed someone to be your healthcare agent. Mm-hmm. That's really, really important. Yeah. And you need sure. to make sure you understand that a caregiver is a human being. Mm-hmm. That's a person you're dealing with. That's not a uh it's not somebody that you should abuse and, you know, get out when I don't want to see you and come in when I want to see you. Yeah. We don't talk to each other like that. No. That's, that's, not, the way, that's not the way you treat another uh, a human being, number one. And you certainly don't talk to adults like their children. So when I get reminded, uh, you know, Mari does not like for me to lay things on her, her lap. Uh, she, has, she doesn't have the ability to just move them. So she feels as though she's, she's being used as a placemat. When I just lay things on her and I forget sometimes and I'll forget and go, oh, you know, and she'll say, don't lay them on my lap. And I'll have to realize, yeah. And I, I came to understand why she felt that way. Right. Because she's immobile. I'm not. And so I, I've noticed in the hospitals that when they when they come to do stuff for the patients, they just take their things and they open them and they just lay them on the patient because mm-hmm. it's convenient. They don't ask. So you might have to ask questions. You might have to say, may I? It's okay to if do I that. If I place this here. I, if I, I place this here, is that going to be okay? It's only going to be here for and a minute. And it's really about. Can I get you that drink in just a minute? I need to go to the bathroom Yeah, first. it's about communicating yeah. and respecting that's it. one another. That's and what it's I'm about. I'm thankful that that's something that we have gotten a chance to evolve and develop and yeah, even more. Yeah, practicing. I think it's made life so much easier and better. It has. Because I'm even thinking about like. You know, when unexpected things happen, while you're already dealing with something unexpected, like those baseline behaviors, it's important that you wow. that you're already checking yourself on certain things. That's true. Do when, it do when it nothing's now. happening. Do it now. Do because it. Do it right as we've now. known through experience, everything in you, when the squeeze comes, whatever's in you is going to be what gets pushed out. Mari had to prior to being diagnosed with this autoimmune. Mari had to get up. Mari got on a plane and flew down to uh, help one of my help one of my sisters because um, my mom was she had an emergency and Mari Mari flew down to help. She was able to do that because she understood what that look and felt like because of what we'd already dealt with with Candace, mm-hmm. and um, it was a different situation. You know, sometimes, sometimes you are going to go into a situation where you don't have the kind of relationship that you have with the person closest to you. But those disciplines, those those habits, those attitudes that you have are going to be beneficial. And I just want you to know that it's it's a privilege to be able to help. Um, It is a challenge and it stretches me, but it's a good stretch. You know, sometimes you just need a good stretch and it's really, really a good stretch. Um, It's important. We've got so much that we want to share with you guys. We have so much more information that we want to be able to to share. 
as we move through um, this life of ours that's getting better as we navigate these twists and, and turns with hope. Um, that's pretty much what we have for you today. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much this for time with us. For spending and this time with us. I'm um, I'm I'm privileged that you would take the time to listen. Thank you for doing that. And you know, feel free to share and make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, so you can be notified of uh, new episodes. And also subscribe on our uh, YouTube if you're watching us on YouTube. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and I the uh, notification bell. As you can tell, I'm new to this. Um, so <laughs> thank you. Uh, and I, like I, I want to tell you guys we love you guys. And it yeah. is weird. It and I want to add weird, some, But yeah, I'm, we do. I want to add something. I want to say, if you know someone who has, um, who has had the opportunity to be challenged, and I know you do because everybody does, tell them to tune in. Tell them to join us. Tell them. And I, I just I just believe that something is going to be said in one of these segments that's gonna be driven home, that's gonna, that's gonna say, oh, wow, that's helpful. Because this is the whole reason for this. So we're 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 hoping um, that we're going to be able to to go into a lot of different um, homes and and just kind of share with you as as this is therapeutic for us yeah. we hope it's going to be the same for you guys and again thanks so much for joining us and we look forward to seeing you the next time see you okay. later alrighty bye. bye thanks for joining us please subscribe so that you can be notified about new episodes every Tuesday and every Friday